Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Well, hello, hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm so glad to have you back. And if this is your first time dialing in or listening, I just want to welcome you to the place that we get gritty. We share all of the glitz and we give ourselves the grace that we need and we deserve in life. So welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Welcome to an absolutely magnificent episode. I am so, so excited to introduce my friend, Jack, because she is here with me today and she is such a person to know, such a person to follow. Her energy is explosive. And ever since I met her, I'm like, you need to be on this podcast because you are amazing. So here we go. Jack, welcome to Grit, Grace and Glitz. I want to just jump into our first question today. How would you spend an extra hour of every day if you had 25 hours in the day compared to most people's 24? Oh gosh. Okay. So this was a really hard question. A lot of people are like, oh, I would work my business. I would um, work out. I would do all these things. And I sat there. I was like, I'd spend more time with my kids. And I had all these amazing answers to give you. And then I sat back and I looked at my list and I was like, hmm, what is this actually? Like, what's one more hour? What's the most important thing in my life that's made the biggest impact. And it came back to like my mindset. I would spend more time mm-hmm. on my mindset. I would spend more time in breath work, in slowing down, in being present and being in the moment. Um, I would spend more time with the Lord and just seeking him because for me, I mean, it's, it's that simple, but it's not because we're a go, go, go compete, compare society. And how often are we forgetting that we're competing with our, we're competing with ourselves. We're our number one competition. So we have to go harder, go faster, do everything quicker, but no, we don't, we need to be present. We need to be in our mindset and that's where the real work begins. And that is how we're going to see the big results in our life. Yes. Bam. I mean, spending that time with ourselves and really understanding ourselves, but I mean, think about how much that fuels every other aspect of our lives. And I think sometimes we think, you know, to be busy is to stay busy, right? And being able to like step back and take a a step away from that to be able to rev your engines even better, right? And more alone time, more downtime. And I I feel the same way, Jack. I know you and I run at a similar velocity. And sometimes I'm like, I need to defend that time. I tell everyone, defend the time, defend the time to work your business, defend the time to do this, defend the time to go on date nights, defend the time to get to the gym. But I don't frequently say, hey, defend the time just to be with you. And I probably should start adding that into my own practice um, more and more, because I think that would honestly just create better energy for me in the long run. Now, I know I can't create an extra hour in the day, even with daylight savings, right? Like, I guess like one day a year, we, we can we can do that, um, at least for this year. I think next year that's going away. But, you know, just trying to find that time. And I know you, you're a mom of four, you're, um, you're a military spouse, you just, you're, 
you're a former homeschool teacher. You've been in the wellness space for so long. You're just a woman out there creating retreats and workshops and coaching. And you have your bachelor's degree in sports management and minor in business. I mean, you're truly paving the road for so many entrepreneurs out there who are growing you know, their freedom for their families through mentoring and coaching, and you just go after it. And, you know, I so appreciate you reminding us of that because I think, you know, as a coach, you so many people will run after this and do this and do that. And like you saying, hey, no, no, sometimes you have to press the pause button and stop to allow yourself and know that that's not damaging, you know, your destiny, right? And I think sometimes we, we, especially in America, associate hard work with achievement with, Hey, this is the only way we're going to be able to get ahead. And we, we undervalue rest and we undervalue downtime. We undervalue being stillness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so let me ask you a question. What's something everyone in our industry should stop or start doing? You know, you're in the wellness space, you're in the coaching space, you know, going back to this whole, like stopping and slowing down, is there anything that you would share with anyone who maybe is in a similar industry or just really wants to next level their wellness? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, you know, when we come into an industry, again, we come to that comparative mindset and we're looking at other people and we're like, well, look how fast this person grew their business or look what, look what this one's doing. And instead again, turning it within and saying, okay, one, why did I join this business? Like, why did I join this industry? What, what's my purpose in this? And if you take the time to sit down and figure out your why, I mean, you can read Simon Sinek's start with why book. That's a great one to go with. Um, but really, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of it? And if you're just in it for the quick win, then get the hell out of that industry because you're in the wrong industry. If you're just in it for the money, if you're just in it for these short, quick wins, it's like, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of other people's times. And so we have to remember to be patient. Number one, in whatever industry you're in, it doesn't matter. Again, I'm speaking to the wellness industry because that's where my heart is. Be patient because those flash in the pan success people that you see right when you get in it and they might be, you know, in, in one of the industries I'm in, it's like, oh, you can be a diamond. You can be this, you can be this. It's like, okay, you're a four-star diamond and I never saw you again in my whole life. I don't know what happened to you. You made it in a week. That is so great. Awesome job. But then it's like, where do I go from here? And we forget to goal set. So for me, I'd say slow down, you know, be in it for the long haul, anything that you do, give it a freaking year, give it a year. Don't give it a month. Don't give it three months. Give it one year and see like, is this really for me? Set your one year goal, set your one month, three months, six months, nine months. We're talking about smart goals here and whatever kind of goals you want to set doesn't matter, but give it a year, be consistent for a year. And if you're like, you know what, this isn't bringing me joy, then you're not supposed to be there. Then honor that. And honor that and don't, it doesn't matter what other people say. And, oh, but you said you were going to be in this forever and step back. So I think one, we have to honor ourselves Two, again, this is huge. This is so, so big in our industry because there's so many products and there's so many different corporations and this and that you can do, and you can go on YouTube and you can get your free workouts. I mean, it is, there's so much, there's an overload of information. It's almost overwhelming, right? Like it's going on. It's like, I always say, thank God Pinterest wasn't as popular as is now around my wedding. Cause I think I would have been in brain overload. And sometimes I feel like that way. I'm like, poor people that are like just getting into new fields or planning a wedding or, you know, even I, I know I get obsessive even planning my kids' birthday party sometimes. I'm like, oh, well, if I did this idea and I did that idea and you do this. And it's like, like you said, like sometimes you can play that comparison yeah. mode, even when you know you don't want to. No. And you're, you're, you can say, oh, I don't care what my kitchen likes looks like, or I don't need this. Okay. Hold up. Let me tell you a little story. This is funny. So I've always wanted a beautiful white kitchen. 
why did I always want a beautiful white kitchen? So we bought our house two years ago. My husband and I are renovating the whole thing ourselves because apparently we think we should and need to do that. Um, why not with four kids and, a- uh, <laughs> and everything else in between? Right. Yeah. Cause I like to paint 2,800 square feet all by myself. It's so much fun. Uh, so we're do- we finally in this summer just decided, okay, we're going to do the kitchen. Cool. We're going to do the kitchen. It's going to be great. We're going to have this beautiful white kitchen with four boys, 12, nine, six, and four, and two giant hundred pound dogs. We're going to have this kitchen and it's going to cause me no stress and it's going to be stunning. And it's going to look like everybody else's pictures on the internet. And then I started to sit with it and I'm like, why do I want a white kitchen? This seems so silly, right? But this is what we do. And we forget to sit with it. So I was like, why do I want a white kitchen? I was like, well, cause it looks pretty in pictures. It looks super bright. Whatever I'm wearing is going to pop. Like, I'm like, okay, that's why I want a white kitchen. However, in the background, what am I going to be needing to do to that white kitchen to maintain the white cabinets with my lifestyle? So I sat and I was like, you know what? I don't want a white kitchen. I want a two-tier kitchen. I want a like black down bottom because that's where their little fingers are going to be grabbing those cabinets and helping putting away dishes and the dog slobber is going to be all over it. So I want black because it'll just blend right in. And then I want white top. And I was like, and everyone's like, I don't know how that's going to look. I'm like, that's fine. You don't need to know how it's going to look. It's my house. You don't even need to like it. So then we did it. I cannot tell you one, I freaking love it. And we have the gorgeous white countertops because I mean, that's just what it is, but they have little, you know, strands in it, whatever. So you can't see the dirt. Uh, but people are walking in and they're absolutely baffled and blown away by this gorgeous creative white kitchen, but white with two tier. And we forget that, like, why are we doing these things? Why are we doing these because of Pinterest, because of what the, what we seeing, like we have to be what 12 times we have to see something for it to really sink in. And then it, it becomes a want. That's just a marketing fact. Yep. 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 So Pinterest, thanks for 12 times. I saw the white kitchen and I, when I put it together, I even painted it all white. I painted it all white. Cause we painted our cabinets and I stepped back and I said, Oh hell no. And I grabbed my can of black and I went right over. My husband's like, you just painted eight layers of white. What are you doing? I was like, it's not me. This doesn't fit my lifestyle. This fits a lifestyle that I saw that I thought I wanted. That is not me. And it's a lie. And it's but good for you for recognizing it because so many people would keep the white because that's what they looked at. That's what they were supposed to do. And quite frankly, aren't willing to put the time or energy back in to recreate it. And like, you know, I've just seen you do so much of that with yourself, right? Like, like just being willing to say, Hey, listen, no, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't sound right. This post, you know, I'm going to be more authentic here. And, you know, I so appreciate that about you. And it's easier said than done. And I want to remind people that are listening who are like, Oh, I don't know if I'd ever have the the balls to paint it black, right? Like, or to make that step or to do what Jack's doing. That took time and it still takes time. And I'm sure there's still times where you don't do it, Mm -hmm. right? Out of fear, out of time, out of, I'm not sure if like I'm making the wrong decision. Um, But people that are listening to this, if you're stuck there, you're like, oh, I don't know if I have that in me. It's not like Jack all of a sudden just did this overnight, right? Like this took lots of, so speaking of that, like, what do you do for like self-care and working on your mindset? And like, what would you suggest to someone that's listening to this? Because, you know, you really have done a lot, lot of work. I know like on yourself just to like next level, your energy and your purpose and your passion. Well, and it's taken me again, I've been in the wellness industry eight years before that. I mean, Like I had my first kid 12 years ago. I became a stay at home mom. I never wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I know that sounds terrible, but that wasn't for me. I was like, I'm going to be the CEO of a top company, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to work. I came from a family where it's blue collar workers. Um, I did not grow up in an easy childhood where it's like, oh, teach you how to self-care. There was no self-care. That was not a thing, not a thing. And if you did, you were selfish. 
And I hate that because society tells us when we take that time for ourselves, it's selfish. Your kids need you. Your spouse needs you. Your friends need you. Someone always needs you. Guess what? If someone always, they do always need me. And if I answered every single time someone needed me, I mean, that's when my anxiety and my panic attacks go through the roof. Yep. And that's just not okay. And so for me, creating a schedule, creating a system. So we have what we call in a company I started, Mind Body Soldier. Um, it's really about focusing on your mindset and your physical body. And then the soldier part is your true purpose. And I believe that, you know, mindset comes first. That's hence mind, body, soldier. It's, you know, it's mindset, 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 but everyone's like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Well, what if you created an MBS routine? And that's what we call it. They're bookend routines. You can look them up anywhere. Um, you have a routine that you do every single night and every single morning. And so your morning, you set an alarm, you get up before the kids. Is this hard? I have a newborn baby. Yeah, I know it's really hard. Give yourself grace. You don't have to do it seven days a week. You know, seven days a week is outlandish. Um, but reward yourself as you know, Saturday morning sleep in, but get up, you know, an hour before your kids will change your life. And I know so many of you are listening and like, I don't have an hour. I'm up 14 times a night. I get it. I'm up 14 times a night still. Still, my kids are like I said, 12, 9, 6, 4. Someone is always coming in my bag. My dogs are always barking. I'm like, I don't know why I did this to myself, you know? But we have to have that routine. So for me, my morning routine, let me give you an example. So I get up, I don't turn on any lights, and I don't talk to anybody. If someone talks to me, I look at them like, no, this is not your time. Go to another space. Even if it's my husband, it's a no talking zone. And I consider myself a morning person. He says the opposite, but that's another time. Another podcast altogether. Uh, but you know, I get up, I go, I grab my coffee, I grab my water, I grab my half a banana. And it sounds so silly, but I'm like, I know that if I have coffee on an empty stomach, it's not good for your stomach. I know that I need that water to start my metabolism. And I know that half a banana is going to give me a little bit of sugar, but coat my stomach so the coffee doesn't burn my stomach. Boom. I've already started my routine. Like that is part of my routine. And then I go and I shuffle and I get my little books and I go, I turn on the fireplace. I turn on a YouTube coffee shop jazz channel and I set the ambiance every single day. It is sick because- so I love you're it. in some swanky coffee shop oh, with black cabinets in your white, yes. white countertops. I, I'm envisioning it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm there with you. And, and side note, name every room something completely different that makes you happy. Like we have the Gatsby Lounge and the Gatsby Kitchen now. Um, so I go from my Gatsby Kitchen to my Gatsby Lounge with oh, my coffee, man. water, banana, and my, my Bible study book or my personal development book. And I have a timer for everything. I know that if I wake up at 5.30, my first um, my firstborn, his alarm goes off at 6.15. That doesn't work anymore. I can't have my alone time. So I had to bump it to 5.30 when he started middle school or five o'clock because he started middle school this year. So five o'clock. I have 15 minutes and this sounds ridiculous. 15 minutes to gather my coffee, my water, my banana, and my coffee's already made. Like I said it the night before and my books, I need 15 minutes for a thing. Yeah. I just stare into space and I'm like, ah, ah, but you know what? I didn't go over my time because when yeah. I'm like, I only need five minutes. I've been there, done that. I gave myself five minutes. And then I felt guilty because I could never do it in five minutes. Right. Give, yourself, give yourself grace, give yourself grace in every area, even in your scheduling and your planning. And then I give myself 30 minutes for my Bible study. And then I give myself 15 minutes for my personal development. And then I give myself 30 minutes with my first sport. Like as soon as he's up, I'm like, my book goes away or he comes and sits with me. We do a little prayer. Or we do a little time together. And then like, boom, my day is off and running, but do the yep. same, thing in, same thing in the evening. Wash your, Like for me, I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I take my last thing for my supplements. You know, I do my routine. And then I crawl into bed yep. and it's every day. But if you don't have those bookend routines, you don't have that MBS routine. Like you're, you're not going to do it. Like if you don't write it down, 
and take action, your life's never going to change. And you think about it, think about it the way you build a house, right? You need a really strong foundation. To me, that's the beginning of your day. How you set it out is going to then allow you to say, how am I building the walls? How am I getting from floor one to floor two? Like, right? Like, and mm-hmm. then the same thing with the roof, right? If you don't have a strong roof on your house at the end of the day, like you're not keeping the sun and the rain and the, you know, other things out, right? And you've got to be able to defend that and make that time for those routines. And it's so crazy because that discipline will open up the freedom that you need to do other things, you know, and it's just so important, especially whether you're in a military career, whether you're in wellness, I don't care if you're a lawyer on this call, like whoever it is, like listening to this, having those times, and it's so easy said, harder done, And it really is staying religious to it. And I'll tell you that like on a Saturday or Sunday, I may not be up. I get up at 345. I may not be up at 345. I may be up at 445 or 545, but I still keep to that discipline Mm -hmm. with with the the things that are not, I call non-negotiables, right? They absolutely must happen in my mind to make me show up the best that I can that day. And I don't always show up my best. And I know no. you don't either, right? No. We have our moments and we have our times and we have our breakdowns and everything in between. But all in all, if you can, like you said, make those bookends, I love that. So guys, if you're taking away something, I mean, find out what those bookends in, write it down, almost like if you defend the time to go get that glass of wine or to get your nails done or to show up for that dentist appointment, like make that non-negotiable. And if you need to add 15 minutes before bedtime and 15 minutes earlier in the morning, make that time and 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 really weave that in. I mean, Jack, I literally like, I just love it. I love it. When I always tell people too, I'm like, so li- literally grab a pen. I don't care if you're not a pen person and a piece of paper, write it down and hang it where you can see it because you'll start it. Right. And then the following week, Sunday, evaluate it, look at it, like literally take three minutes to look at it and say, screw that. That didn't work. I'm not getting up at that time. Yeah. Or- that wasn't for me. Or, you know, what? I don't brush my teeth before I have my coffee. Like I just don't. So that's got to come off my list. Like take the time to reevaluate it every single week until you kind of narrow focus. Then there's going to be time you're going to go on vacation and you're going to get back. Are you going to get right back into it on Monday? Probably not. And if you are awesome, you're that person. Cause I'm not that person. It took me, I was just, you know, we did a, a sister trip and then I had my, my women's retreat that I was running. I was gone for like two weeks and then into my house for holiday and back out. Oh my gosh, it was nuts. Um, Monday morning, I was going to hit the ground running and I know myself. I thought it was so funny. I was like, I got up Monday at like seven 30. I was like, Oh, this is so great. Seven 30. And I didn't beat myself up for years. I'd be like, why didn't you get back in your routine? Jack, you should have got, you wasted a day. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everybody else has had my time for a few weeks. I've been working. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'll get back to it Wednesday. Yeah. You know, don't like, don't think you're going to, oh my gosh, my life is over. My routine is now out the window because I haven't done it for three weeks. I haven't done my routine for, th- yeah, pushing three weeks. Three weeks. And if you create good habits, they're really easier to get back, get back into, into, right? Yep. They're easy to fall out of too. Let's not be less than that. But um, if you've created that good rhythm and that good habit, it's easy to fall back into. And, you and it, it just takes a decision. It takes you saying, right. hey, listen, I'm ready to fall back into this. So Jack, with that being said, is there anything else? Like I could go on and on and on with you. Oh my goodness. I love it. Like, oh. hey buddy. Um, you know, it's so fun. This is what I love about Grit, Grace and Blitz. You know, we have, we have our kids involved in this. Yeah. And- my six-year-old pops in. I specifically said to my husband, Hey, I'm going to be on this. Just give me like, I'm in no, it's awesome. And I always say this like half the time my kids pop in and if they were home right now, they would be, they'd be in here too. And that's the beautiful thing is when you 
about being a mom and about being a working parent and about, you know what I mean? Just doing it. And that's what I would love this podcast to be about. I've had my kids come in and be like, I need a smile. This is what we're all about. One of my favorite is when you're like leading a really giant team call and someone goes, I need you to wipe my butt. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, yeah, in there, right. done that. Excuse me, gotta wipe a butt. I'll be right back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jack, with that being said, what do you leave everyone with today. Like you have so much goodness and so much greatness. And in the show notes, everyone will be able to find you and follow you. And like, she's just a woman that you really want to be aligned with. Like, I will tell you her energy is contagious, her realness, her authenticity. Um, you know, she's just a woman that you just really want to align yourself with and be inspired by. And I know she gets inspired by so many others. Is there anything that you want to leave everyone with before we close today? I do. You know, what's funny is because I was sitting here and I was just going over what what do I need to do in my life? And the Lord gave me three, three words. And I was like, uh, cause my big thing is alignment. Like I truly believe our lives look like the strand of DNA, like mm-hmm. when they twist and they stretch. And so it's like, all right, I have this alignment. This alignment was a gift to me because it's all within me. So mm-hmm. awesome because balancing the scale sucks and I hate the scales and I hate everything about them because scale, the word scale in general to women is just not kind because <laughs> we're but well, one, we get on it. We don't like what we see. We pop off or we're trying to balance our kids and work and this, and the balance, it just doesn't exist. It creates yeah. so much stress and so much anxiety and depression and suicide. I mean, there's so much danger around balance. So my thing is alignment. However, you know, I'm, I'm always about mind, body, soul alignment, figuring out a true purpose. And the three words that have been just pounding me this week have been refocus, realign and repurpose mm. because so often things happen and we don't give ourselves grace. We don't give ourselves times to process. We just get back up. We tuck it in a box and we don't deal with it. But what if we started to deal with the traumas and the things we just came off that, um, our women's retreat and it was all about trauma. It was all about letting go and grief and shame. And it was massive healing moments for these people, because you know what? We took out our boxes of the things that we didn't want to deal with. And we gave ourselves grace. We gave, we took out this trauma and we, and we came together and we shared it because when you come in community with others, when you come in community with health, healthily, that's not any world, but with you with people um, that are like you that are, or maybe you don't have these people in your life, but you go out and seek positive people, people that want change and you surround yourself with them. That's when you can start to realign, refocus and repurpose your life because each and every single one of us has a divine calling. We do a divine calling on our lives, whether that is to be a stay at home mom and to make breads and, and raise chickens. I have a good friend and she's doing that now. And she's so happy. And I'm so happy for her because she was trying to do all these other things. And this brings her the most joy for me, bringing women together in community is my passion. I believe it's my divine calling so that we have that support, that love. And anytime that we feel like, okay, we're out of alignment, you know, again, I just, Mm. I had that DNA strand, that strand is such a nice little ladder that you can climb up. But when we're out of alignment, I just picture a broken DNA strand and it's like, okay, well, I, I never created that alignment in the first place because I didn't create myself. Like I didn't, but if I'm realigning, then I'm retwisting that DNA and it's forming and the, like, it's like the proteins are just there. The strands are all coming together. I wish you guys could see my hands. Cause I talk to my hands all the time. It's, it's awesome. Looks like I'm doing like Tai Chi. <laughs> She's creating some, 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 some like dirty dancing pottery, right? Like that's exactly it. I'm like, it just makes so much sense. If you can just see the stretching yeah, of spaghetti of that DNA alignment. So re 
purpose, refocus and realign your life, but don't try to do it alone. Please don't try to do it alone. Find a community. Come find me, find Erica, find these people who want to lift you up and support you and be brave and say, Hey, I need help. That's it. No, you don't even need to know what you need help with. You just say, I need help. Okay, cool. We have the questions. We ask the questions to open you up. We've been doing this. So reach out, you know, find that community that's going to help you do those three things, realign, refocus and repurpose. Bam, bam. I mean, if there's anything better to end the year with or start the next year with, I mean, realign is so important. Like, what do you really want to align yourself with, right? Yeah. It's it's, just like, hey, listen, let's put our ducks in a row and let's face it, we all get off the straight and narrow. So guys, with that being said, I'm just so thrilled to have Jack with us today. She is, like I said, such a superstar. I mean, I know you guys got so much goodness and so much greatness from her. I honestly always do. Every time I have a guest on here, I'm like, whoa, yes, I needed this today. It fired me up. So, so thrilled to be here from Grit, Grace and Glitz signing off here. Go out there, be gritty. Go give yourself the grace you need and deserve and go celebrate the glitz and all the wonderful things you do each and every day to show up as the best version of yourself. Make sure you share this with a friend. You reach out to Jack and we go out there and we just serve better. We rise our levels and we are just become the best version of ourselves that we possibly can. With that being said, goodbye from Grit, Grace and Glitz. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.